Yes, it's Monday, and each and every one of us along the world, along the world, because the world is one long strip, of course, we all know what that means. It means it's time to talk about ghosts with I, Kevin. Hello. And we have a hell of a show for you today, because guess who's back? I mean, I meant to do that in the M&M voice. Guess who's back? Back again. Is that still even relevant? Am I pulling out, like, raps from the late 90s and expecting people to go, oh, how funny, how on form Kev is, pulling out raps from the 90s? Anyway, Becca's back, is what I'm trying to say. So she will be hosting her very own Reddit Corner. She'd done a little sneak preview of one yesterday on Patreon. That was her first time returning to recording when she wasn't being disturbed by the cat, which she was being disturbed by the cat, quite a lot but we do have a lot to fill today we've got um i watched a classic horror film on many people's recommendations and uh we're going to be reviewing that and of course we have your true listener paranormal experiences which is always my favorite part of the week because you always find out something new or hear a story that i haven't heard because as you all know i don't pre-read the stories i give them a cursory glance to make sure to see how long they are basically Make sure it's not full of naughty words and make sure that it follows some vague path. And other than that, I just uh, then I just put it in a folder and I read it out. Yeah, not an actual folder because it's not 1973, you know, like an email folder. I'm now starting to be very concerned. Am I now just a boomer? Do you know what I mean? I always think to myself in my head, I'm still like 22. But then I say things like email folder. Is that even a word? Is that like when my granddad used to call the remote the clicker? I don't know. Maybe I'm in that category now, and I just don't know. Anyway, before we get into all of that, we need to, of course, to say a big thank you to our wonderful Patreons. Without the Patreons, we just literally wouldn't be here. Well, we'd still be here, but we wouldn't be recording this show. And when you sign up to Patreon, not only do you get two additional shows just for Patreons each and every week. Yes, you do, sir and madam, and anyone else. You get me doing a ramble midweek about anything that's on my mind um, and trying to make you laugh during that. And I say trying in, like, um, bunny rabbit ears. And uh, you also get an alleged paranormal podcast on a Sunday. And I say alleged because, obviously, yesterday's one, it did have some paranormality in it because Becca done a Reddit corner, but also Becca was back, so we talked largely about her being home. Um, But yeah, you get two extra shows a week. There's about, well, there's over 250 shows that are only for Patreons. If you want, if you like this show, you could be joining Patreon and just binging that to your heart's content. And I would if I liked the show. I mean, it'd be weird if I did because I'm me, you know what I mean? Shut up, Kevin. Anyway, and also when you sign up to Patreon, not only do you get that, but I sing your name as a bit of a thank you. Yes, I do. And we're going to do that right now. The guitar is well and truly out, and we have five wonderful new Patreons to say thank you to this week. We have PacmanImpactSite.info, there's a name, Wendy, Matt Osborne, Roger Slytom, and Edward Cortinas. And this song is for you. Bluesy. PacmanImpactSite.info, Wendy. Matty Osborne, Roger Slytom too. Let's all not forget Edward Cortinas. You guys have got so much shows to listen to. That didn't work. Thanks for joining Patreon. You're keeping the lights on. 
here. Sorry for the out-of-sync rhyming there with the Edward Katinas bit. Sorry, Eddie. Anyway, if you'd like to join Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. As I say, I sing your name. You get two extra shows each and every week. There's over 250 hours worth of content over there. What more do you need? A slice of cake? I could provide a slice of cake. Speaking of what else do you need, um, people who are in the £10 tier do get badges. I've ordered some badges. Those badges have arrived. They're the size of a half penny piece. So they won't be getting sent out. So in the new year, you'll be receiving two badges, one actual size badge that you can stick on things and one tiny thing that you could probably stick on an ant's head and people wouldn't recognise it because it's that small. But in the meantime, let's have a paranormal review or I review the paranormal so you don't have to. Yes, it's time to review something paranormal. Now, what paranormal thing am I going to review this week? Well... Whilst Becca was away and I had nothing to watch, I went and rented an old horror film that lots of people recommended to me. They were like, have you not seen Don't Look Now? The 1970s classic supernatural thriller. And I was like, no, I haven't. Oh, you've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. So watch it, I did. And um, it's all right. No, uh, it's quite good, to be fair. But do watch it. Right, that's me. The only thing I'll say is it's hard to not give spoilers because it starts right away with something happening which is pivotal within the film. Okay, so they basically lose a daughter, right? This parent's situation. They lose a daughter and they carry on with their lives and the daughter, you know, returns in various ways. That's what happens throughout the film. Not a spoiler because that happens in the first scene, the girl dying, basically. But... What I would say is if you've seen the original Amityville, right, and then you've seen the remake of Amityville. Now, I think there's a lot to be said for the remake of Amityville over the original for one reason and one reason only, and that is time. And what I mean by that is if you watch the original Amityville film, um, there's like, for example a scene of approximately maybe four or five minutes, which is a long time when you're just watching it, of George Lutz, or the actor who plays George Lutz, chopping wood. Like, and like that's all he's doing. And it's kind of like, you feel like the director was like, well, we've got to have a runtime of 90 minutes at least and make him cut more wood and we'll film that. And there's a lot of that in it. There's a lot of like them, them like reading a newspaper in a, in a cafe for like an elongated period of time. And you're a bit like, come on, can we get to the story now, please? That said, the parts where the story is in, you know, when they choose to put the story in, that's very good. Um, and there are some genuinely scary bits. There's like a blind medium in there who's very, very scary. I don't like her one bit because she's blind, full of smiles. Uh, sorry, can I just clarify it? It's not that I don't like her because she's blind. I mean, she's like blind but smiling at people because she can see them in the ether and it's kind of creepy is what I mean. Um, yeah, is it a good film? I, well, I fell asleep halfway through, but that's not a reflection on the film. I fall asleep if a film does what I've just said. If a film does this thing where it's kind of like a man or a woman going about their day and it's interspliced with storylines in between things, I will fall asleep. So I did have to watch it over two consecutive days because 
halfway through, I fell asleep. So it doesn't sound like I'm giving it the best, most glowing review. But all in all, if you sew the storyline together, it's a good story, it's a good film, and there will be people out there, rightly so, who disagree with me and say it's an all-time classic. What are you on about? It's edge-of-your-seat stuff. It's just not for me. Um, the storyline is good. Do you know what I mean? The yeah, picture... Think of like an... Yeah, so let's say, you know, The Exorcist. Imagine if they made The Exorcist an hour longer. Because The Exorcist is perfect, isn't it, as a horror film, let's be honest. Imagine if you made The Exorcist an hour longer and for that hour, it just followed the mother around like the supermarket doing day-to-day -day stuff. That's a bit of an exaggeration, but you get what I mean. There was a lot of unneeded faff in it, I felt. And there was quite a bit of overacting as well. Um, but because I can't, I can't think of the who's the the main lead guy in it, who's a, a tremendous actor, you know, and I know everyone will say, what are you on about? He's a legend. What's his name? Donald Sutherland, that's his name. But you know, when you've seen that last scene of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, where he points and goes, oh, once you've seen him do that, well, any time for me anyway, that he's got to act a serious piece, he pulls that face or a similar face. So his wife collapses through a table, just faints in a restaurant. And it's like, and that's all I see. So um, I suppose if I'm going to have to give this film a review, which I am, because that's the point of this segment, it's going to, for me personally, it's one thumb up, one thumb down. It didn't hold me interest. I thought it was very tropey. There were some very good bits, don't get me wrong, and I know it's a cast of legends, and people will massively, I believe, disagree disagree with my review on this and say it's more on me, you know, not having an attention span than it is on the, a reflection on the film, and that may be quite right. But in all honesty, if you want to watch a cla an alleged classic film, <laughs> that's just the way I threw the word alleged in there, then do go and watch it. There are some really scary bits and some, like, proper jarring bits and unsettling bits and some of it's done quite well and you can see where modern films have taken have robbed little bits from it if i'm being perfectly honest so there is you know there's quite a lot to be said for it but i fell asleep halfway through watching it so that's my review i enjoyed the overall thing when i watched it over two days but it shouldn't take you two days to watch a film because you fell asleep due to lack of interest so one thumb up one thumb down for don't look now apologies if you're a big fan but hey. But hey, now it's favourite time of the week part. We've got your true paranormal stories. Hooray, he says, and he means it. Our first story today comes in from Anonymous, and we love it when we get stories from Anonymous and their little hole in the sideboard where they eat their cheese. So Anonymous writes, Hi, Kev. Hi. Becca. Hi. And the neighbour's cat. Meow. Everyone's quite, you know, apathetic today, it would appear. Please don't read out my name. I won't. But I hope you enjoy reading about my experiences. I will write more when I have time. Why, thank you. I appreciate it. Must take time having such little paws and living in a little hole in the sideboard. I'm going to keep running with the Anonymous joke. Why not? Anyway, Anonymous writes, When I first moved into my now husband's house, there were a lot of things which had to be put in the attic. So whilst we were putting them away, I thought we could have a clear out of old things. He'd built the house 15 years previously and most of the junk from his old house had just moved over into the attic. He's a farmer and anyone else who's been married to a farmer probably knows exactly what I mean. Old parts of tractors he no longer owns. 
a slightly disturbing collection of antique cattle syringes, industrial quantities of string, that kind of thing. Anyway, we came across a pile of suitcases which had belonged to his late aunt, and I started to look through them to see what needed to be kept and what could be thrown away or donated. He'd inherited his aunt's whole estate, and everything she owned had ended up in his attic. Yes, this was to become a recurring theme in our marriage. My husband got a bit sulky about the idea of throwing things out, so he went down into the house and wandered off muttering. I was sorting through a box of paperwork when I heard a distinct tut just behind me. I jumped because I thought my husband had crept up on me without me hearing him, but when I turned around, there was nothing and nobody there. I would probably have forgotten all about this minor incident, except that after that, more and more things started to happen, and they all seemed to be targeted at me. If I was alone in the house, I would often hear a sound like boxes being dragged about, sometimes in the attic, but also sometimes just outside whatever room I was in. Things which I was using, like scissors or lighters, would disappear when I turned my back, and wouldn't be found for several days. They usually reappeared exactly where I'd left them. I would often also hear footsteps and once saw a white ball of light on my left-hand side, which whizzed away when I turned towards it. It was about the size of a football with fuzzy edges. My engagement ring had belonged to that aunt whose things had been put into the attic. In brackets, I hate all forms of shopping, so it was my idea for me to just use a ring he already had, and I used the money we saved to buy some piglets. Sometimes the ring would become very hot, hot to the point that I had to take it off. It would also seem to tighten sometimes, or become loose at other times. We were only engaged about five months, so I had a reasonable excuse to stop wearing it, and I just assumed it was a slightly odd allergy. A couple of times I was in bed alone in the early morning because my husband was out doing the lambing, and I heard a woman's voice calling my name from just inside the locked front door. Faced with a choice between getting up and finding out what it was, and staying in bed and covering under the covers, I took the sensible option and stayed put. This was because the voice sounded exactly like mine. Years later, after our children were born, my husband has started to hear the voice and so have our children. Almost every day, someone will come and ask what I was calling them for, but I'd never say a thing. I actually don't call them anymore. I go and get them if I need them for anything. They swear that the voice sounds exactly like mine. I have a theory that it stopped happening to me because I ignored it, but they somehow feed whatever it is by reacting. It happened to me once more, just a couple of weeks ago, and this time I did reply. But I'm really hoping that will be the last of it, at least for a while. When our first child was born, we would often hear a baby crying in another room. I was a bit sleep-deprived, so I only thought it was odd when it happened whilst I was feeding the baby. It didn't seem creepy at the time, and we just used to say, is that ours or the other one, if we heard the crying. This went on for about a year. For various reasons, we had no reason to believe that we would be able to have more children, but we actually did go on to have another three. 
The moving boxes sounds and footsteps stopped after I gave all the jewellery, which had belonged to my husband's aunt, to my sister-in-law. Except my engagement ring, of course. I assume that she hasn't had any problems with it, although she has said that she does have the same experience with people thinking she's calling them when she isn't. There is one other thing that I've experienced. My husband was out on his tractor, fetching a load of hay. I walked down from the living room in our house towards the kitchen, and as I reached out my hand towards the kitchen door, I saw what can only be described as a black veil in front of my face. I gasped and pulled my hand back and it disappeared. Then I went into the kitchen and our sheepdog was staring at the door and growling. He sat right next to me and wouldn't leave my side until my husband came home a couple of hours later. Every so often, he seemed to be looking at something near the door and he would growl again. My husband was fine, by the way, but he had toppled his tractor and could have easily died. Wow, Anonymous, that's amazing. Such terrifying tales there. I do believe, and we touched on this, I think on a Patreon recently, about um, how attachments to objects, seemingly innocent objects that you bring into your house on a day-to-day basis, may indeed carry some sort of malevolence or some sort of spirit attachment that you just don't want in your house. It's strange about the ring as well. Not just, I mean, when metal gets hot, it goes tighter anyway, doesn't it? Or does it go looser? And it goes tighter. And then when it's cold, it goes looser. So you could just have really hot fingers and cold fingers. Maybe you've got Reynards. I don't know. Who am I, a doctor? No, but my point being, it's very strange about that ring. Very strange. I wonder if your auntie or his auntie was very angry the fact that things were being moved about. Maybe. We just don't know. But thank you so much, Anonymous, for sending in your story. If you've got a story that you'd like me to read here on the show, send it in to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. And we did, you know what? I had one yesterday, actually. Not a strange story. Well, it is a strange story, really. Um, I was downstairs about to feed the cat. Now, I'd locked up for the night. And when I mean locked up for the night, I'd put, like, um, we where the kitchen door is we make sure that's locked but then there's a door between the kitchen and the living room and there's a lock on that and of a night we lock that as well and we also lock the living room door which leads to a porch which leads to the front door and we make sure both of those are locked too now i forgot that to feed the cat how bad's that it was about nine o'clock at night we had an early night and i forgot to feed the cat so it dawned on me so i was like god i have to feed the cat of course so i opened the door between the living room and the kitchen and as I did, I heard Becca going, yep, from like the middle of the stairs. So I went, what? Didn't hear nothing. So I went, Becca. And then from the bedroom, I heard this very muffled, what? And I went, doesn't matter. And thought, what the fuck was that? So yet this phenomena of like mimicry is one we hear often on other paranormal podcasts and uh, is quite terrifying, really. The idea that something can mimic your voice. Yes, I don't like that. Not one jot. By the way, if you're hearing clicking throughout this episode, like donk sound, that's because, and I'll need to put pay to this for future recordings, we've put the heating on because it's bitterly cold nowadays. And it turns out in this house, it's our first winter in this house, and it turns out in this house, when you put the heating on, the pipes in the house like to go donk at several inopportune times during recordings. So you would not believe, although some definitely have slipped through on this recording, you wouldn't believe the amount of pauses, me swearing me head off, 
and continuing. And it always seems to catch just when I stop talking. I'll stop talking and there will be a... See, it didn't do it then. But it will. Well, at one point, I'll stop talking and it'll go, donk. Such an annoying noise. I need to get a plumber in or something and say, can you make our radiator stop donking, please? What an annoying noise. Don't they know I'm trying to produce a podcast here, silly, silly, non-sentient radiators? Anyway, shall we speak to Becca? Shall we see what she's been up to during her weeks away and see what she's found over in the corner of Reddit? I think we shall. Let's all do that right now. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. So she's back. She's back all the way from the Middle East, from Saudi Arabia. And she's covered in sand. And how are you? I'm okay. You're not covered in sand, though, are you? I'm not covered in sand, no. How was it? It was good. Yeah? Yeah. Is that all you're going to say for fear of reprisal? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, it was hard work. Yeah? Quite a challenge, but yeah, it was good. Are you happy to be back? I'm very happy to be back. Was you happy to see the kitten? Very happy to see the kitten. Good. Um, it's not. This isn't a game of yes or no, you know. It's like <laughs> I'll ring a bell if you say yes or no. Um, I had a weird encounter last night, didn't we? I shouted, did you just say something? You shouted, no, because I heard you on the stairs go, yep. Did you? Yeah. Well, then why did you say what did you say if you heard me say yeah? Because it was apropos of nothing. So it's like if I walked into a room and, yep, you wouldn't just carry on reading, would you? You'd be like, yep, what? Yeah, I would say yeah, what, but I wouldn't say what did you say if I heard you say yeah. Well... I did. And then when you said, I'm upstairs, I was like, good to go. I guess I did like that. You did? Sound like you've fallen off a cliff. Anyway, time for Reddit Corner. Okay. Um, I've chose a, not necessarily a lengthy one, but it's not short. But it's not massively lengthy. Have you told everyone that I did try to do a Reddit Corner when I was away? No, but we told the Patreons yesterday, didn't we? We, yeah. we did try. I did try. So I did on like WhatsApp, you can do voice notes. Mm-hmm. So I locked myself in a bathroom at one point and I found a story on Reddit and did voice notes to you, but it didn't come through. It just played silence. Played silence, yeah. unfortunate. Which means maybe the Saudi government don't like the paranormal being transmitted across the airwaves. Maybe. I doubt they're that interested in me, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. maybe. Okay, well, this is um, this is your story. So it's a few paragraphs long, so you're going to have to have your reading head on. Have you got your reading head on? I always have my reading head on. Well, you've been a little bit dazed the last couple of days, haven't you? Because you, you, you lost 24 yeah. hours in travel. Yeah. And um, even yesterday you went, I feel like I'm not here. And I would have this drive then. <laughs> um, there you go. Thank you. Okay. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. You've clearly forgot about volume already, haven't you? Don't start. Okay. <laughs> Just leave me alone. Sorry. <laughs> You know what was dead good about doing it when I was there, even though it didn't work, is that I had no damn interruptions from you Fair popping play. off every 20 seconds. Bah, bah, bah. Can I continue? You can continue at your leisure. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Thank you. The title of this story is My Ex-Boyfriend's House. Oh. That's funny. Let's begin. Who's it by? Well, I'm just asking. Who's the author? Elephants and Unicorns. Elephants and Unicorns. Well, if, if we can't trust them, who can we trust? Let's begin. Let's begin. I told this story very true narrator style, but it's because I love to write. I hope it's okay for here, but I understand if it isn't. I can tell you that nothing in this story is made up. Yes, the house should be condemned. Nobody should be living in it at all. 
but I live in a very impoverished area and big old Victorian houses are super cheap because they need so much work to be livable. This house was not livable, they were making it work. I have so many stories about this house and the crazy things that's happened here, but this one in particular is something I could never forget. Even typing it has given me goosebumps the whole time. The feelings felt there that night are ones that aren't forgotten. Well, what an introduction. Indeed. If ever twan went to needed. Twan to needed. Yes. Twarry on. <laughs> Twitter. Twarry. I was visiting my ex who lived in a super old house. It had been a hotel, brothel, store and a funeral home in its former life. At this point, it is a home that looks so beautiful if you could only see the beautiful architecture and grand wallpaper as they used to be. Instead, the house looks as if it has been forgotten for some time. Dust and cobwebs are visible on every surface, but especially on the deep mahogany carved trim that encircled every room and sometimes protruded into elaborate carvings of guardian protectors. But, I mean, that's easy enough to, you know, brush that. <laughs> that's not to do with it. It needs condemning. Why, look at the dust. Like, <laughs> yeah, hoover it then. It's quite, quite easy to solve it. It was unnerving to be in this home at any time. The hair on the back of your neck would stand every time you switched rooms, as if you had walked in on something that couldn't be seen. That feeling is something you can get used to, though. It's a feeling that fades quickly and grows comfortable after a while. This was a feeling that you didn't mind because it didn't trigger any emotion. It was just more of a reminder that some people are unseen. It's like you talking. Do you mean, how dare you? You mean that as an insult? <laughs> just, you know, very... Very eloquent, very flowery, very, very flowery. detailed. Well, well, I'll take and that. And lots of preambles before we get to it. Which right, okay, that's now we get to the realness. <laughs> we still haven't yet got to anything. Cobwebs are a thing, just carry on. No, they're not. not paranormal. Of course they're a thing. They're not paranormal. Spooky. They're not spooky. Well, you just go to Astor Jordan Halloween and tell me that, anyway. Just a little animal. You like animals? I love animals, don't like spiders. At night, the house was a different story. Not often, but some nights the house after sunset felt different. It filled with tension. You could feel the hair on your neck stand. But the, the energy of someone being there is much different. This feeling causes goosebumps. It's uncomfortable, tension-filled and chilling. This feeling doesn't fade and sometimes return just from mentions of the stories I encountered. Not lasting as long as before, but definitely there. This night... Finally, we might be getting somewhere. We might be getting somewhere now. Finally, this night, I went over because my boyfriend's parents and siblings had gone out of town and needed us to dog sit. We hung around the house and watched TV. That night, we decided we would travel to the upstairs back hall just to scare ourselves. The house felt quieter than normal that day. We were worried we might not see anything in the back hall, like all of the last spirits were on vacation. What? Just to say, it must be a big house, though, if they say, we've got nothing like, to do, should we go to the East Wing? Also, the... The verb travel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> should we, should yeah. we travel? I don't. There's absolutely nowhere in this house that we could justify using the word travel. No, I'm just going to. Tra- no, I'm just going to travel no. to the bathroom. Hop, maybe not travel. <laughs> that night it changed. No. Everyone knows this house is haunted. There is no doubt. Well, there's doubt in my mind because we still haven't heard a damn thing about it yet. Well, if you if you mention for the third time her standing on end, I might have to call an end to this. But as you climb the stairs to the second story, you are met with another level of paranormal. Fair enough. Almost constantly you hear things that don't make sense. Like this story. Like, <laughs> like was just a law, un apple a la fridge. I think people could make sense of that. Well, go on then. I know, 
what? Je te l'eau? Uh, as in like, oh my god. Oh my god, an apple in the fridge. No, not in the fridge. And the fridge. An apple in the fridge, yeah, but it doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense. An apple in the fridge, what's not to understand? Yeah, but zutalo means like a, a, an exclamation of shock. If I went, oh, an apple in the fridge, you'd go, what the fuck are well, you I'd, saying? I just said, zutalo, an apple in the fridge. If I'd come home and there was an apple in the fridge from Saudi, because there's no way you bought any fruit or veg while I was gone. Well, that's the only way it makes sense. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, thank you. Right, where are you feel that negative tension in the air and you catch things out of the corner of your eye that you can't find reasoning for. To add a little extra spice, the upstairs had lost all of its electricity several years prior. Fix and it then! <laughs> Fucking hell! Instead, they had extension cords running to the three main bedrooms. Safe. So the, so the electricity. Sounds very safe, yeah. The upstairs is split into two parts. One of the parts is at the top of the staircase. It opens to three main bedrooms, each with a giant door made of solid wood and sharing the same grand crown moulding as the downstairs. Sounds fucking gorgeous, this place, to be fair. Huge. Immediately to the left of the staircase was another identical door. This door leads to a hallway. The hallway has a few rooms and a bathroom. Room numbers still grace the front of each door to let hotel guests know which room would be accommodating them for the evening. So it's an old hotel. It's the first time I've seen that. No, no, they did mention that it was a former hotel, brothel, games room, billiard room, sardine tin place. Funeral home. Funeral home. As the sun went down, we got excited to go exploring and maybe dig up some trouble. Live for the adrenaline of it, get a little spook in. Again, this place must be massive. Know, yeah. <laughs> you just could not explore this house in any way. Um, get a little spook in. As we went up the stairs, things felt different. Again. Again. Canal. It's like, it's like a trifle, this. <laughs> Even in the dark, nothing was happening. Then I was a different. <laughs> Just like earlier, my head, my head stopped falling on end. <laughs> Just like earlier in the day, the house was quiet. Story was quiet. It just felt like we were in any old house. No goosebumps. No presence of another. No noise. Right. Damn. As we turned the knob and opened the door to the back hallway, it changed immediately. Suddenly, all around us was a presence of darkness and a Ooh. feeling of terror. There we go. We're getting somewhere now. Are we? It's still just feelings. We immediately had the same thoughts. No. Fair enough. We closed the door and almost immediately, there's a lot of immediacy here, the air cleared of the terrible feeling it presented just moments earlier. This is all just feelings. Yeah, but feelings, don't, don't poo-poo feelings, I, Becca. No, I'm just saying. Feelings make the world go round. Right. Since the house felt so calm, we decided to spend some time in my boyfriend's bedroom upstairs. Ah, yeah, here we go. Here's the real <laughs> crux of the story. As we lay there but watching... The hair wasn't the only thing standing on end. Kevin. Well, I'm just saying. As we lay there watching a movie, the lights flickered. Not uncommon because of the extension cord fire hazards. <laughs> 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 the lamp from the living room and up the stairs. Fair enough. As we yeah, said, yeah, yeah, not yeah, safe. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah fair enough, yeah. The flicker brought with it that horrible presence we had felt opening the back hallway door, rushing back to us. As we glanced at each other in terror, the lights flickered once more, and a loud crash came from outside the door, and repetitive beats like a toddler running pounded loudly in the hallway directly outside of the room. Only five or six steps, but incredibly loud. Heavy toddler. Yeah, I'm a big toddler. As soon as the... Why, why a toddler then? If it's that loud, know, yeah. it's not going to sound like a toddler, is it? Do you have that toddler then? What to sound like a grown man? Why are you saying toddler? <laughs> I think so. don't know. I had like a suckling with it. It was just banging. Yeah, it can smell milk. As soon as the pounding footfall stopped, the air, changed, now. <laughs> the air changed to normal again. 
We say, must be stay. We stay catching our breath together for what seemed like forever. <gasps> Neither of us saying a word. When we did speak, we decided we should leave for the night. The dog would be fine until morning. You're leaving the that dog. That is not dog the sitting. Hell? That is the opposite of what you're there for. <laughs> it's absolutely. Take the hell. dog with you. Honest to God. The dog would be, the dog will be fine till morning. What, we're the... not fine because there's haunted toddler. Yeah, good, but there's 12 stone toddler bounding around. Charging around like a bull, but no, no, the dog will be fine. The dog will be fine. And if anything, a dog is a toddler height. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To- God's sake. Anyway. Upon opening the door to his bedroom to get out of the house, we heard a crunch. Lifting his shoe, we noticed that my ex had just stepped in broken glass. Upon further inspection, we realised it wasn't just broken glass, it was, bulb. it was broken Christmas bulbs. <gasps> was it Christmas? These are special ornaments his mum puts up every year and keeps in special ornament totes with locking lids to prevent breakage. Totes with lids? That must be not our meaning of totes. Right, okay. Because I, I have a variable collection of totes and none yeah, of them have a lid. bags? Yeah. These totes are behind a closed door, down a hallway, and inside a room that also had a closed door away from away from where they now lay at our feet. We left. Is that the end? And does anyone mention... Does, does anyone pull them up off the dog or the 12-stone toddler? There's only one It's comment. only four hours ago, to be fair, this story. It's right off the presses. Someone said, that's it? Is there more to the story? Please let us know. Would love to hear more about this so-called haunted house? Question mark. And this person said, not to this particular story, not really. We went back a few days later during well, the day, and to the confirm, dog was still alright. Will you let me finish to confirm where the Christmas bulbs were and how they were stored? But the conclusion is not as fun as the story. What? So it was? Are they saying it was a lie then? What do you mean the conclusion is not as fun as the story? Is it just going to be like his mum was like, "Oh yeah, I left them out." Yeah, 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 probably yeah. Right. So. <laughs> What? There's not to pick apart there, really. I mean, they live in, in a in a. In they a... just had a bad feeling. They're a massive house, and they had a bad. It sounds feeling. like a beautiful Fine. house, but all the things where they're saying, like you know, like it hasn't had electricity for three years. That's not on the house. That's not to do with ghosts. Yeah, there are cobwebs everywhere. Clean them up. There's nothing scary about that other than the thing which isn't a toddler. And I, I agree with you when you hear them like pounding foot. If like something round the system, bum 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 bum, I wouldn't go. Do you hear that baby there? I mean the the running outside. That's like, scary. Where was that's... the dog? Yeah, but the it dog could have been the dog. I don't. I don't think it. You know. I mean, then again, it could have been the dog because if they say the dog will be all right, that's because it's twelve stone ten and yeah. And then a loud crash, and then the same as broken glass. Well, those two things might have been linked. I mean, yes. All in all, it sounds more like, as they rightly say, a fire hazard than something scary. Yeah, there was a lot of feelings there, and a lot of hair standing up on end, and little substance. Yeah, and it seemed like every flight of stairs they went up, they went, the feeling here was different, but how? Yeah, and seriously, like, what the hell, why would you leave the dog? If you genuinely are in fear, then take the damn dog, for God's sake. Like, don't be leaving the dog. If we hired a cat sitter, Mm. and they, because, you know, there might be something in this house. You've had things happen, I've heard things You've had more things than I happen, there's and you've you've said to myself. You've said to myself. I told you facts. I haven't told you anything to because it's not. All right, but these facts. Are Can you things. get to the point? My point being is that if we had a cat sitter, and it seen something running up the stairs, and knew it was a ghost, and it just got off, and sent us a text saying the cat will be fine, but there's a ghost in your house. Yeah. Also, they only returned days later. Like, when were the parents back? Yeah, and the dog who survived on glass. I don't know. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, that's a point. I hope they cleaned up that broken glass before they got off and left the dog. Well, probably not. It, did, it, did it sound like the most safety conscious people, you know, after saying the light, which flickered, which isn't... I like the way they go, the light, which flickered, which isn't unusual because we've got five adapter leads run, plugged into each other and then go, the light flicked for a second time. <laughs> like, like now it's scary. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, it's good to have you back. Good. Yeah. What else is new? Um, I don't know. You seen the ten-year-old drive, didn't you? That that's new. Yeah, yeah. Actual children drive in Saudi, in southern Saudi. Yeah. And um, and they nodded to like let you pass. Pro- cross <laughs> yeah, in front no, of nodded them. like acknowledgement. You're you're all right. Yeah, you're right, <laughs> mate. You can go in front. This actual like, and you know, like how people say, like, oh, you know, someone who's seventeen but looks young, like, oh, these kids are driving. No, no, seriously, like an actual child, like a serious school yeah. age, like primary school age child. And you questioned it with someone, didn't you? And then they said, yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, they were just like, oh, yeah, yeah, like kids drive, and we're like, sorry, what? And they were like, yeah, yeah, no kids drive, and we were like, well, what's the legal age? And they said eighteen. We're like, well, don't the police pull them over? And they were like, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Apparently, it doesn't happen in the capitals, doesn't it? But you, you were in the mountains, and basically, yeah. I think it can happen a bit in the capitals, but it's not as common. Whereas in the south, it's like yeah, it's like yeah, Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah just 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 kids drive. And I, I mean, <laughs> funny, but those roads are dangerous so at the best of times. Like... Um, but like I said, is that because there's ten-year-olds driving? No, even without ten-year-olds driving, those roads are perilous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Imagine going up to a ten-year-old and saying, "Do you know why I've pulled you over?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and him not saying is it because I'm ten? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Did it go through the light, officer? <laughs> no, you you're ten. Get out of the car. Anyway, as always, Becca, thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, and we'll speak to you uh, next week. Our patrons will have the pleasure of listening to you, I'm sure, through the week. But um, everyone else can hear you next week. Thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. Thank and you. And apologies that our paranormal story was more a feeling story today. But it was more of a hazard story, really. It was a fucking um. What's it? A health and safety inspector's dream? Yeah. What's that? You just wrapped around your finger? Nothing. Just turn around. Okay. What a fascinating way to end the story. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Tati, bye. Bye, guys. Bye.